Good afternoon. Um, my name is Ronnie Arocha. I'm business development here at Eckerd Enterprises, and I'm here with CEO Troy Eckerd. Uh, we've uh, done a few videos uh, to inform some of our investors uh, on different moving parts of, of mineral ownership and why people should be involved, or at least while we're involved. Um, one big question is, is all around the value of the minerals that we're looking at and that our investors are looking at as well. Uh, Troy, one question I have is what, what determines the value for mineral purchases for us? You know, that's a, that's a $64 million question because the reality of it is is that it has a lot of depends. I hate, I hate answers like that. When I ask a question, you know, what's, what's, what's the answer? And they go, it depends. So let me tell you what the depends means in mineral values. And, and it's a great question, one that's asked by even my professionals. And that is, the obvious is supply and demand. Um, when minerals are sought after because oil companies want to drill in a particular place, the price is driven higher as less and less minerals or mineral leases are available, supply and demand. But from a company's position like ours, where we represent wealthy clients, the question is, we can position ourselves anywhere we want. We've got basins all over the United States. We have minerals that can be bought, millions of acres available all over the United States. The real value determination for us is the perceived two categories. What kind of oil and gas reserves do we have per acre that we buy? What's the value in the ground? And when is that value gonna be extracted? I mean, so the way I view minerals is as follows. If I have a lease, and there's an oil well on it, and it's flowing oil and gas, I'm not just buying a mineral, I'm paying for cash flow. I'm paying for an enterprise value. Some of these buyers and investors that represent these large high net worth family offices, or maybe they represent a private equity group, they're willing to pay prices that are staggering by my standards because they only want a four, five, six percent annualized yield. And they're willing to sit on it for 20, 30 years at a four, five, six percent yield. I don't have that kind of depth of pocket than most of my clients. Don't. They, they want a better return because they don't have the depth to buy 100,000 acres. They're gonna buy 20, 30, 50, 100 acres. So the second part of that is, is that we want to find minerals that we believe with a high level of certainty are going to be successful in extracting oil and gas. We don't want dry holes and we don't want wells or leases that are never drilled. So the value is also determined based on location, just like real estate, location, location, location. So what we want to do is we want to look at an entire area, and I'll just use this as an example if you don't mind, and what we want to do is say, okay, if this were one geological area, which it is, it's in Kingfisher County, Oklahoma, we know that in this particular area, any minerals that are going to be bought have far been outpriced by being just open acreage with no well on it. This is an income purchase, okay? When I get to this well over here, I've got all these sections of land. By the way, each square is 640 acres. It's one square mile in each direction. When I look at the square miles around this well, there's no proof from the novice's eyes that there's any oil and gas, and there's not any income because if I don't have a well in the ground, there's no way to get my oil and gas to the surface. I don't make any revenue. But when you look at buying the minerals around it, many of these mineral owners are not sophisticated. That's not what they do for a living. And maybe they would like to sell their minerals outright versus just doing a lease because they are the landowners and they are like the landlords. They can lease the minerals or they can sell them. Well, here's a good example. Let's just say in this section 29 uh, right here, it's owned by one large rancher. He owns all 640 acres. He's been in his family three generations. You call him on the phone, you contact him, you professionally introduce yourself and say, we are interested in buying minerals. And he said, absolutely not for sale, zero. Why? Been in my family three generations, I'll never sell. 
I'll take whatever value I get, but they're not for sale. Okay, that's market value. Market value is infinity. Section 32 was owned by a less successful rancher and farmer. He had to sell off pieces of land to survive, and now all of a sudden, Section 32 has 75 landowners, a five-acre track with a mobile home on it, a 10-acre track with a house and a horse barn. I go to this section, I start making phone calls, and I find that these particular mineral owners are willing to sell their minerals because they don't know what they're doing. They don't have a lease, or maybe they want to sell so they can take enough cash and pay off their house or their kid's college. So in a dynamic market around a single well, the prices could vary from $2,000 an acre, not likely, up to fifteen dollars or $20,000 an acre or more, depending on how good this well is. Now let's take you back over here, Ronnie. Um, I keep looking at the, at the camera, but I should be looking at you. And the fact of the matter is, Ronnie, to answer your question is that if I were to go in this particular area, there's no secrets anymore. Everybody in this area has already gotten a check. Everybody in this area has already got a new pickup truck in the driveway, a new barn, a new house. And what they're all saying is, our minerals aren't for sale because they've been de-risked, and I'm going to have a check for the next 50 years. If you do want to buy my minerals, you're probably going to pay me 8 to 15 years cash flow. Now I'm back to that 4, 5, 6% rate of return. So in this general area, you could have minerals that go for $3,000 an acre to $30,000 an acre in a matter of five miles. No different than real estate. Home Depot, Lowe's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Walmart. Everything's going to develop around Walmart, but right here is the main shopping center. Prices will be determined by perceived value. In this case, I believe minerals are always driven by perceived reserves in the ground, followed by an oil company willing to go drill a well to extract the oil and gas out of the ground. So hopefully that answers your question on, on value. So in, in like real estate, you know, real estate, you've got Zillow. So you yep. can see what the value is of any given property somebody wants to buy. Yep. Um, in this case, it sounds like a lot of people are determining the value. Who, who specifically would you say determines the value? Would it be the, the, the seller? Um, I'd like to say the seller, but the seller is probably the smaller component. It's going to be the buyer. And the reason being is these are large, expensive acquisitions. And you brought up a good point. There is no Zillow. There is no online price comparison. This is pretty much an open auction, an open format that covers millions of acres across the country. I can guarantee you there might be 100 people chasing minerals around this well, and that same 100 may not be anywhere around these wells over here. It may be a different group of 100 people. So it's competitive. The big advantage we have with Eckerd Land and Acquisition, our company, and you know this, is that we've been involved in over 300 to 400 horizontal wells. We've been involved in seven shale basins. In my career, we probably drilled well over 1,000 wells, vertical, horizontal. We've been involved in seven states. The statistics are off the chart. We've probably been involved in five or six million foot of drilling. Why does all that matter about minerals? If I put 100 mineral buyers here and 100 mineral buyers here, and we put them in one room, I'd be willing to bet 180 out of the 200 mineral buyers couldn't tell you which way a drill bit turns. They couldn't tell you geologically why this well is better than this one. They couldn't tell you where that rig's going. Is it going north, south, east, west? They couldn't tell you the macro view other than they can say, it's Oklahoma, it's Kingfisher County, everybody seems to be doing really well. We know the market's probably paying 15 to 20,000 an acre, and we know that this company, this oil company, and this oil company plan on drilling a bunch more leases, so we better buy and I have to offer price because I have money to spend. I've been given $500 million by my pension fund. I've got to go spend the money. So most of, and I think probably closer to 90% of the mineral buyers have a pot full of cash, they overpay, and they have no real sophisticated analysis what to do. I have a different approach. 
I want to see what these oil companies are doing. I want to hire geologists, which I have. I want to hire engineers, which I have. And I want to know why this well is better than that well. I want to know why this well is in a different zone than this well and why that zone is also present here, but they simply haven't depleted yet or they haven't even tested yet. And if I have this stacked horizon, I have one zone, two zone, three zones, and I know that I can get a value three, four, five times what the current market value is, it totally makes a decision where I'm going to buy and the price I'm going to pay. So the market is mostly set by buyers, but the sellers out here, the rich rancher says, no way, I'll never sell. I don't really count him as a, as a market buyer because he says I'm not in the market. The market is those who sell and those who buy. So it's just like every other, you know, free free economy. And I, you mentioned, you know, various zones and different levels of production, but what are some other industry standards that you think that determine the value? Great point. So it's weird how patterns occur, right? It's kind of like horses walking out of a, a pen. The first horse that walks out, gets out the gate, he takes a right, he walks around an anthill, and then here you are two years later and you got a horse path that goes all the way to the right, but the anthill's been long gone but the horse will never change paths. He walks around this old ant bed and continues to walk. Well, here's what, how it works in generally in, in minerals and mineral leasing. If this mineral property over here, if they leased it, not sold it, but if they leased it for let's say $2,000 an acre, generally speaking in shale plays, they'll pay three and a half to five times a lease bonus in the cost of minerals. So this is $2,000, they'll pay somewhere between Six and a half, six thousand five hundred dollars up to ten or twelve thousand dollars per acre to actually own the mineral. Why? Because if I lease it, I'm going to get a royalty. But if I own the minerals, I get it in perpetuity. It's not tied to just how long the well lasts. I own it forever. It's actually owning it, not being a tenant in the building. Now, I will tell you this: when you get to an area like this area where you have so many wells drilled and has been proven zone by zone, you kind of change tactics because now it's not just three times lease bonus. Now it's cash flow driven, it's how much reserves are being extracted and what kind of time frame. So I think, Ronnie, the honest truth from my, from my view is that it is a value that's driven by um, well density, number of reservoirs, how fast you can get the reserves out of the ground, how much density you're gonna get, but at the end of the day, it really is about just understanding um, what kind of oil and gas you think is contained, how much you're willing to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's like a lot of variables, I guess, that a lot of variables. that change. But the, but the lease bonus is one of the big key factors. The second thing is, is all the public documentation where XTO, which is an Exxon company, comes out and says, hey, in this area, we're finding a million barrels per well. And British Petroleum goes out and says, well, we're finding a million barrels per well, but we found it in two zones. We're getting two million barrels per well. So that's also a big variable is just the uh, market anticipation of value that's created by public documents. Great. So that also plays a difference, too. Well, no, I think you definitely laid out um, the value on minerals and your analogies in the map definitely help. So yep. uh, anything else that you'd like to throw in there for investors? Well, I think two things happen. One is, is that um, when you and I and our team here at Eckerd Land and Acquisition, when we work, there is so much that goes on behind the scenes that determine where we're going to buy. I mean, we're, we're turning down dozens and dozens of mineral opportunities with variable prices all over the board. We have a market study that tells us what minerals are going for and why. Uh, we say no probably 99 times out of every yes. And our main objective is that we are buying minerals that we will not lose our money on. Our target rate of return is better than 20% per year. And what we want is minerals that will last 30 to 40 years because we believe they are a legacy asset. Uh, if I had to build myself a, a platform of value in my, in my portfolio, 
minerals is one of those cornerstones. And so I call it a legacy asset in that every time I buy minerals, it's money that's well positioned. I can transfer it to my kids. I can transfer it to my estate. It doesn't have tax. It's not complicated. If I need to go sell it, I can put it on 50 auction sites tomorrow. So as a legacy asset, um, I like the fact that if I can buy and continue to buy and build that portfolio, I'm just adding more money into my piggy bank every single year, cash flow every single month, and I don't have any expenses that are exposed to it. So I really enjoy the fact that this is a, a true value proposition. And I will tell you, there's two values that you need to think about. There's the value your check coming every month, and there's a value when and if you decide to sell some part or all your minerals. Maybe in three years, an oil price is $85 a barrel. You say, gosh, Troy, I'd like to cash in on this really strong, hypey market for oil. Well, let's don't sell all your minerals. Let's go sell 25% of your ownership. Let's get 10 years cash flow. We still have the minerals. We put a pocket of money in our bank, and guess what? It's long-term capital gains, and we go out and buy a bunch more minerals. This is a 10 to 20-year play. We have lots of room. So if I'm an investor, I say, well, then why should I get involved today? Well, you shouldn't. This is not, a, this is not like a train. You're not trying to hop on or off. This is an investment decision based on very practical fundamentals, and minerals are the top of the food chain. You get paid first, you have no exposure on liability, you have no capital calls. It's just a matter of uh, depositing checks. It's, it's just a great way to invest money. A lot of good information in a few minutes. Uh, thank you for taking the time and answering those, and yep. uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Thanks.